Welcome to the Fit Pro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to fitprobusiness.com to receive your free three-part video series on how to attract more qualified leads, schedule more consultations, and close more sales. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. Hello, FitPro business listeners. Thank you for joining us. Today we have Stephanie Scheller. She may be young, but don't let that fool you. She's already been making waves and changing lives. Using the same sales training system she teaches, she built a business from scratch in less than five months to replace her full-time income and walk away from her corporate job at only 25 years old to run her own sales training and coaching company. She is the best-selling author of book the book, Friend Power, How the Friends You Choose Change Your Life, a phenomenal speaker, an incredible coach and trainer, a local San Antonian, and here today to share her secrets on the power of association, sales mastery, and follow-up. Please join me in welcoming Miss Stephanie Scheller to the show. Awesome. Well, thank you, Andy. I'm really, really excited to be here. Now, Stephanie, that was a bird's eye view of what you were up to and can you tell our audience a little bit more about your story and what you have currently going on within your business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, my story, I tell everybody that, um, the, the friend power thing has completely changed my life because I had, um, a little over a year ago, we'll say March of 2014, um, I was, stuck in a job that I was really, really struggling with being a part of. I was really frustrated with it. I was frustrated with a lot of stuff going on in it. And I didn't see any way out of it. I tried to get out of that job multiple times. I tried to replace it, you know, walk away, all sorts of stuff. Just, I was just really, really frustrated with the job in general. And my mom had been trying to talk me into, I was in a sales job. My mom had been trying to talk me into, um, checking out this sales trainer for over a year. Like she kept coming to me and saying, Oh my gosh, Stephanie, I've met this sales trainer. He's amazing. You got to check out his stuff. Oh my gosh, Stephanie, you've met the sales trainer. He's amazing. You got to check out his stuff. And I was like, I just kept ignoring her. And finally she came to me last March and goes, Stephanie, I've arranged for him to come to town for a training. Would you please come and just attend the training, the live training, and see what you think. It's free. You can hang out with the family. It'll be great. I was like, all right, I will go do this just to support my mom. So I go, I listen to this sales trainer talk, which you know, of course, it's Eric Waffle, and I was completely blown away because he was using the exact same system that I was kind of halfway using. I didn't know it well enough to use it. Mm-hmm but he was using it better than I was. He's telling me without even knowing me or knowing anything about me, he's telling me why I'm, you know, why I'm losing the sales I'm losing, why I'm getting the sales I'm getting. And I was completely blown away. At the end of the weekend, he looks at me and goes, you know, Stephanie, just from the conversations we've had, because of course, since my mom brought him in, um, he spent a lot of time with our family that weekend. And just based on those conversations, he looks at me and goes, you have a consultant mindset. You really should be doing sales training and sales consulting. You should be, you should be out there. You could do this easily. I was like, that's interesting. And then he said something that really resonated with me. He goes, you could easily be making $10,000 a month doing this. And for me, 
you have to understand where I was at at that exact moment. Mm -hmm. I was frustrated with my job because they had cut my $2,000 a month or $3,000 a month commission check. And so for him to say you could be making basically three times that amount you're upset about was a game changer. Like I just, I looked at him and I was like, really? And long story short, one month later, I was up in Sacramento to get training so I could be a sales trainer. And I started doing that just part-time. That completely snowballed between the training and the coaching. Uh, I was doing sales training and sales coaching. That snowballed. And within basically four months, three months of that, I walked away from my corporate job because I was making more money doing my sales training and coaching than I was working that corporate job. And that was when things started to get a lot and become a lot of fun because that was when I realized, you know, I'm really good at marketing mm -hmm. and I'm really good at sales and they go hand in hand. Right. And so now what I do is I work with business owners on their sales and on their marketing to make sure they're maximizing the amount of revenue that they're bringing in. And my goal is to, you know, change the way the world looks at the small business owner and the way the small business owner looks at their business because those two things, sales and marketing, don't get the kind of attention they need to get. They tend to get a lot of attention, but they don't get the kind of attention that actually produces, you know, real tangible revenue results. Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And Eric has is very good teaching at teaching the systems in regards to improving yourselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, in your book, uh, Friend Power, you dive deep into how friends influence your future and really impact your life in several areas, two of them being business and success. Can you walk us through this process? Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's really pick your favorite entrepreneur, pick your favorite, you know, big business owner, um, and look at their story and their story is guided by the people that they spend their time with. Um, you've got people like, um, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, who I talk about in the book, who has become this multi-billion dollar, you know, name, He's revolutionized the way the world looks at real estate investing. The guy has made more money than most, you know, most people dream to make in their lifetime. And if you look at his story, none of that would have happened if it weren't for the people who's spending his time with, namely his rich dad. And then I tell people, I mean, literally, go look at whoever your favorite entrepreneur is, your favorite business owner, whoever they are, they're leveraging friend power. They're leveraging the people that they know. They, their success story, you know, I heard someone recently, I was reading a book and it said there's no such thing as a self-made millionaire. A lot of people like to claim they're a self-made millionaire and there's no such thing as a self-made millionaire. The truth is every single person has gotten to where they are because of the people who they've surrounded themselves with. And so they're, they're going to influence you two ways. When I talk about friend power, I tell people business and success, they're going to influence you two ways. Friends, your friends are going to influence the mindsets you have, and they're also going to influence what you do. So breaking that down a little bit, the mindsets you have, the biggest example that I can use for most people is a lot of people want to make money. I don't know very many people who want to make just enough money to get by. Like most people out there want to make a pretty decent living that, you know, if you said, Hey, if you could name the amount of money you'd want to make for the rest of your life, they would name a pretty decent figure. 
But for as many people as want to make that kind of money, so few people actually do. And the trick is their mindsets. They don't look at that kind of money as possible. They don't look at it as, as a realistic goal to make that kind of money, or they don't think about how they could keep that money, right? Ergo, the, the statistic that I think it's like 87% of all lottery winners will be right back where they started within three years. So they don't have the right mindsets on how to handle the money. They don't think about making money. They don't think about it as possible. When you hang out with the right people, not only do those kinds of things become possible mentally, but it's the accepted norm. And so now you are just accepting the same norm for yourself. And so I tell people to be so careful about who you spend your time with because your mindset will determine, if, what is it, your, your attitude will almost always determine your altitude in life. Mm-hmm. Your mindset will determine how high you go. So you have to be careful that the people you hang out with are helping build up the right kind of mindsets. And then the second thing is they'll tell you what to do. I mean, you could go into the fitness realm. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here with you, but you got, you've got a, someone who's a couch potato, 300 pounds, you know, five foot four, ridiculous, you know, way overweight, and they're telling you, uh, you got to eat like this. You got to work out like this. Are you, do you really believe them? I mean, that's, I have this one memory. This guy, I sat down with this guy when I was working for like the corporation. And um, the guy is so overweight, he can't even walk. He's in a scooter. Mm-hmm. And he is telling me, I mentioned that I was working on losing some weight. And he mentioned, he started giving me this whole diet regime and this whole workout regime and telling me that if I want to lose weight, I got to eat like this and I got to do this and do this and do this. And all I could think of was looking at this guy going, really? (laughs) You can't even hold your own weight up. Why would I believe you? And so that's the other side of it. You got to find the people who have done what you want to do. So that you can tell, that they can tell you what to do. I mean, that's Greg Reed's quote: "Is um, there's a difference between counsel and opinion? Um, opinion is from someone who hasn't done it before. They just have a lot of good ideas. Counsel is from someone who has. They know what works. And they know what doesn't. And so your friend power is going to not only determine your mindset, but it's going to determine the counsel that you receive, which is going to either allow you to skip a lot of mistakes that everyone else had to already make to find that out." Mm-hmm. Or it's going to guide you down the wrong path. So you elevate or lower your standards based on the people that you surround yourself with. Yes, and absolutely. That, and that's ultimately going to determine your success. Yes, and it or will. Fa- and or failure. Yeah. Yes, it will. Now, what advice can you give a fitness professional in in regards to finding the right people in and business associations, and that's going to have help to have a major impact in their business. Well, my suggestion is to uh, look at Jim Rohn's quote. You are the average of the five people you spend your most t- the most of your time with. And someone took it a little bit further than that and said, your income is the average of the five people that you spend your time with. So my biggest suggestion is to find the people who are where you want to go. Um, if you want to run a multi-million dollar fitness Industry, you may need to go find someone who has already set something up like that. Um, 
and, and I'm not sure, I'm not as familiar with the fitness industry, so I couldn't tell you who to go look mm-hmm. for, but, you know, you guys should know who they are. They're the people who, who started the magazine, the people who've launched, you know, the fitness clubs that are running across the country. They're the people who have, you know, the guy who started Beachbody. Could you imagine if you got to hang out with the guy who created Beachbody for a day, how much you'd learn from him? So you find the people who've done what it is you want to do because, I mean, you got to keep in mind, it may not be your particular goal, and I'm using the general you. It may not be your particular goal to create a, a, a hit, you know, video series. It may be your goal to create a, you know, highly effective gym like Gold's Gym that, you know, can franchise across the country. you got to find the people who have done what you want to do. And you start spending time around them. And I tell everyone, you can't force friends, right? Just because I hang out with Robert Kiyosaki doesn't mean he and I are going to become best friends. But if I spend time with people like Robert Kiyosaki, like Eric Lofholm, like Lane Etheridge, like, you know, Donald Trump, like all these people who've made millions and millions of dollars, Warren Buffett, all these people, sooner or later, I'm going to find a friend in someone like that. Right. So find the people who've done what you want to do and start spending time with them. And sooner or later, you'll find a friend there. Right. So success models success. And I believe Brian Tracy gives a good example of this where he says, if somebody's done it before you, you can do it as well. Model, yeah. model the things that that person has done and you'll, you'll see the same successes they have. Yes. I love that. I love that quote. Brian Tracy's full of that stuff. Yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> but he's absolutely right. It's it, it. My biggest thing, my mom used to make these jokes about how when I was younger, um, I would watch my older sister get in trouble for doing something, and then I would go out of my way to avoid doing that same thing because I didn't want to get in trouble. And that's what I tell people. Everyone needs to do that with your business. Getting in trouble with a business is usually a lot more painful than a couple spankings from your mom. Right. So if you want to avoid getting in trouble with your business, then it's really, really important that you find that you watch what other people have done, learn from other people's mistakes, take advantage of that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And then model what they've done that's worked and avoid the stuff they did that didn't work. See, I hang out with people who have who have failed as often as they've succeeded because I get to watch what they did that failed. And I get to avoid doing that in my own business. Right. Yeah, that's what I love about a lot of the really great teachers is that they are—they don't—they're not afraid to put themselves out there and let mm-hmm. you know of their failures and how you can learn from them. Yeah. Now, one of the biggest hurdles for myself, as well as other fitness professionals, is expanding our comfort zones and seeking mm-hmm. out new professional associations to do joint ventures with or form reciprocal uh, referral relationships. Um, do you have any advice on how? Um, we can expand our comfort zones and get ourselves out there. My, my suggestion will go very practical with this one would be write out the most uncomfortable thing you could imagine yourself doing. What is that? I mean, if it is going up to someone and asking them to joint venture with you on something, I mean, write out the most, the thing that scares you the most And then scale it back a few steps and find something that is still uncomfortable because the only way you're going to grow, the only way you're going to grow your comfort zone is to push yourself, right? Just like you're not going to build muscles by never getting sore. Uh, You're not going to build muscles by not working out, by not pushing yourself to work harder. Um, Find find what, what it is that's too much for you right now 
and then work it backwards into something that you are comfortable doing. And honestly, most of the time, if you're not comfortable with the idea of doing something, most of the time it's because of a lack of knowledge. So for example, um, recently had someone who told me, look, I want to do a joint venture with you. And this person is actually several steps above where I'm at right now. Um, and so they mentioned this to me just, you know, in passing and I'm like, well, I'm really comfortable walking up to people that, you know, I, I'm on the same level or, or maybe one step above or below, but this person is like, I mean, this person's getting paid five figures for a two hour speech. So, you know, really, really doing well. And then they're like, yeah, I want to do, I, I want to do a joint venture with you. It was very intimidating to, to try and figure out how am I going to walk up to this person? And then I realized, you know, I just don't know what she has in mind. Right. And so I don't know. And that's, what's making me uncomfortable. So most of the time it's, I don't know is what's making you uncomfortable. So figure out, let's say you do want to walk up to this big, you know, person and ask him to JV with you, or you want to walk up to him and say, Hey, I really would like to create a reciprocal referral relationship. The biggest trick I can find you, first of all, find out what it is that scares you the most. And then second, find out how to do it. Find someone. You're more than welcome to, to reach out to me. I've got a lot of experience with building JVs and reciprocal referral relationships and all that fun stuff. Um, but find someone who can tell you exactly what the steps you're missing. And then, of course, the last step is once you figured out what it is that scared you, once you figured out what you need to know in order to make it less intimidating, you do have to get out there and do it. And that is the hardest part. So that's usually where I tell people to find an accountability coach, find someone who's going to hold you accountable to achieve that result or to, to get out there and push past. And I've had people tell me, you know, honestly, I wouldn't do half the stuff I do except for that I don't want to get on the call with you next week and get in trouble because I didn't do the stuff you told me to do. And I'm not saying that for me. I'm saying that because coaches are important and you need to have a coach who's going to do that for you and who's going to force you to grow and expand your comfort zone. Right. Just like, you know, our clients expect us to hold them accountable to reach their fitness goals. It would yeah, a fitness professional to find somebody that's going to hold them accountable to their um, business goals as well. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Right. Now, um, how can your friends and associ- associations aid in increasing your sales? Having your friends. Okay. So, um, we're, we're going to take this back to the, the two definitions of friend power. Uh-huh. People affect your mindset and your how to, um, the first biggest trick that I have to overcome with a lot of people when I'm doing sales training is sales resistance. A lot of people are resistant to the idea of selling. They don't want to be, I mean, and I'll, I'll even ask you the first thing that comes to mind when I say salesman, what's the first thing that pops into your head? Car salesman, uh, somebody that pushes something on somebody that they don't want. Yeah. Pushy, you know, honestly, car salesman is the first one that comes up almost every time. Um, but it's really, really, really tough for people to get past that because not, no one wants to be that pushy, rude, you know, car salesman. Right. And so that's the mindset side of things where you have to realize that sales is not all about being pushy and over the top and, and forcing people to buy stuff that they may or may not ever actually need or use. Uh, sales is about 
finding a way to serve people, finding a way to help them. And when you start to hang out with people who look at sales like that, it will start to change your mindset. And then on top of that, you start to hang out with people who are going to tell you what to do. You know, my mom and I partner a lot. She does the sales training as well. And we go to each other all the time and, you know, Hey, um, I'm really struggling with this. And she's like, Oh, well, did you think to try this? Oh no, I didn't. And and she'll do the same thing for me. And just earlier today, I was actually on the phone with a gentleman that's, you know, working with me on the sales training. And he mentioned how he's finally got this meeting with this company that he has been trying to get them to meet with him for almost three months now. And the schedules just were not lining up. They didn't have time, didn't have time, didn't have time. Well, he's finally got a meeting with them on Sunday. And I was like, okay, so here's what you need to do. And I was able to tell him exactly what he needs to do in order to make sure he's going to be able to close that on Sunday because otherwise he's going to walk into that meeting and they're going to put him off for another three months and tell him, okay, you know, great, we need to think this over. So, again, the people that you hang out with, especially if you're putting yourself in a position to surround yourself with people who are sales-minded, one, they help you get past that resistance, and two, they can actually give you advice on what to do when you're feeling a little bit lost. Because even as a sales trainer, there are times when I forget what to do in my own business and I have to go get help. Right. I know another key, big key to success in sales is being prepared and also envisioning what you want to have as the outcome. Do you have any tips or tricks that a fitness professional can do to be better prepared for, say, a consultation and ways that they can assist in closing more sales? Yeah, absolutely. So great story from Eric, one of my favorites of his. He had this one client that he was working with um, a while ago. The the guy's name is Scott Southholland. Scott had been working with Eric on sales training and sales coaching for a while. And one day Scott calls Eric up and, and you got to understand Scott was super resistant to being a salesperson. So he would not try and close people. So he's working with Eric on the sales training, but he's not doing much of it. And he finally calls Eric up and he's freaking out. He goes, Oh my God, Eric, you got to help me out. I'm about to lose my business. Um, I, I, you know, I basically have enough money to make it through the end of the month. And if I don't close some sales next week, I'm going to be closing shop at the end of the month. And Eric goes, okay, um, well, let's, let's do a coaching session. So they set up an emergency coaching session. Scott drives up to see Eric. They sit down and Eric goes, okay, so here's what I want you to say. And he and Eric, he and Scott, Scott and Eric sat down and they looked at, first of all, Eric gave him a very specific set of goals, what to say, how to get him past that sales resistance. And then second, he said, okay, now when you're in this meeting with your next client, your next potential client, I want you to say this. And then I want you to say this, and then I want you to say this, and then I want you to say this. First this, then this, then this, then this. Now what I want you to do is I want you to go home and practice this at least 10 times this weekend. In the mirror, to your wife, whatever you got to do. So Scott goes home with this, this basically script for closing sales. And he calls Eric up on Tuesday. His meeting was on Tuesday. And he calls Eric up and he goes, Eric, you're not going to believe it. I practiced that script at least a thousand times. I did it all the way home. I did it in the mirror. I did it with my wife. I did it in the mirror. I did it with my wife. I did it all the way to church. I did it all the way back from church. I did it everywhere. I did it all the way to the office. I did it at the office. The guy shows up and I totally screwed it up. (laughs) 
Because I did not say anything you told me to say. Well, I said a couple things, but I totally screwed it up. And Eric's like, okay, well, that's not that big a deal. You practiced. You got the reps in. You're doing great. And, and Scott goes, no, 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 wait. You don't understand. I closed the sale <laughs> because I was more clear on what I wanted from that client than I'd ever been before in my life. And so what I would recommend to answer your question is get clear on what you want from that client. When people say ABC always be closing, you're not always closing on money. You're not always trying to close someone to give you money. Sometimes you're just closing them on the next appointment. But you have to be clear on that or you'll walk out with nothing. So be clear on what you want and be clear on how you're going to ask for that. And when you have those two things in hand, it's going to blow you away how much easier it is to close your sales. Right. Part of that being prepared is that um, I know Eric says this all the time is that people respond in predictable ways. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a comedian that's giving a, you know, their skit on stage. They know exactly when the audience is going to laugh. Mm-hmm. The same is true in regards to your sales process or w- what you say within a sales consultation. The client or prospect is going to respond in a predictable way. Yeah, every single time. It's, it is predictable, honestly. I do my trainings, my front of the room trainings, and every single time people laugh at the same points. Like I make the same jokes every time, and people laugh. Even if they've heard the talk two or three times, which is kind of weird to me, they still laugh. Um, but they do. And once you find something that works, I mean, here's the other thing. Once you go into that meeting and if it didn't work, then you go back and you rework it and you try again. And then you, and once you find something that works, you stick with it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if it is broke, do fix it. So if it didn't work, try something different. And once you find what does work, stay with it. Right. And have some sort of workflow or process or that you know exactly what you're going to say within those consultations in order to lead that prospect to making a buying decision. Yeah, absolutely. It's what we call the sales process or sales mountain. Mm -hmm. And there is, there are steps you need to follow. First thing you need to do is identify what their needs are. And there's, I mean, honestly, each one of these things I'm about to list off is at least an hour to two hours worth of training. So, you know, I'm just going to list them quickly, but you got to find out what their needs are. You have to share the benefits of working with you. You have to be clear on how you're closing them. You have to know how to handle the objections that are going to come up. And if you skip any one of those four steps, you ruin the entire close. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. you got to have a plan when you go, before you go into your meeting. Right. And the thing with preparing for those objections within our profession, fitness professionals, there's generally only like three to seven top um, objections that you get. So if you're prepared to handle those, then you're more likely to lead that prospect to, to a yes or a no. Oh, yeah. And one of the, you know, I'll throw out a really quick bonus here for you guys. One of the techniques we use is called Mm pre-framing. If you know you're going to get the price objection, give it to them up front. Say, hey, look, everyone likes to tell me that my price is too high, but here's what I have to say to that. So before they can even give you the price objection, you're already giving them their answer. So later, then they look at you and go, man, that's expensive. So you're right. Never mind. <laughs> and then they don't, because they already have your answer. Right. And so you cut them off at the knee. So honestly, when you have just a few objections, you can, it's fantastic. You can, you can totally 
I hate to say it again, but cut people off at the knees before they get the chance to even start complaining. Right. And I know another thing, um, as a fitness business owner, one of the things I've struggled with in the past, which, um, I don't any longer now that I've been associated with Eric and understand the importance of follow-up is, um, I would get leads within the, through the door. I wouldn't be able to schedule a consultation or, um, a complimentary training session. They, I would write it on a sticky note, post it on my desk, follow up with this person via phone call or email, and it would just never happen. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for fitness professionals on um, the importance of follow up and what, um, how that can really move the needle within their business? Oh yeah, so I've got a, a couple meme series that I'm posting through my social media right now called "The Fortune Is in the Follow Up," and it really is true. Um, the the most important, like applicable thing I can give you guys is to have a system in place for follow-up because you are human and as such, you're fallible. And I hate to be the one to break that to you if you've never heard that before. (laughs) Um, but we make mistakes. We all do. I make mistakes and I make mistakes in the sales process. And so you have to have a system. You have to have a plan for how you're going to follow up with people. And that's really the applicable side of it. So figure out how you're going to follow up with people before they get into that position. And then the next most important thing I can tell you is to realize that I believe the statistic is like 80% of all sales close from the fifth to the 12th follow-up. And so when I teach sales training, when I work with people, I tell me, I tell them my goal is to get you to the 15th touch I'm going to follow up with you 15 times before I decide to put you in a less aggressive Mm follow-up program. And I've had people who are like, you know what, if you're spending all your time on follow-ups, you're not closing any sales. And I'm like, well, that's actually not true. Um, There are four different personality types and three of them, well, two of them, two and a half of them require serious follow-up in order to close a sale. Two of them will never close on the first sale. And so you're telling me you're listening, you're missing out on 50% of your closes because you don't want to follow up with people. Well, that's because you don't have a good follow up system, a plan in place to make sure that you don't have to spend a whole ton of time following up with these people. So think about it. Eric's line is this follow up, follow up, follow up until they buy or die. You never know what's happened in someone's life. They could still be interested, but you know what? Stuff happens every day. Maybe as they were driving home from the, from the gym, they got in a car accident and now they're going to spend the next six months in, you know, with the chiropractor. And every time you call them, they're like, oh yeah, I really want to work with this guy, but now's not a good time. And so they don't answer. And it's not that they don't want to work with you. They're just thinking it's not a good time. I'll call them back later. I'll call them back later. Well, you stop calling. They don't think about it. So now you lost the sale. You never know what happens in someone's life. So follow up, follow up, follow up until they buy or die. That is fantastic advice. Now, you've really dropped some serious information and nugget, golden nuggets on this audience. How can my audience connect with you and learn more about what you have to offer in regards to coaching and um, helping them build their businesses? 
I would love it if they look me up, find me on social media. I'm on Facebook, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn. You're more than welcome to connect with me there. Send me a friend request. Uh, shoot me a message and say, hey, I found you on Fitness, uh, you know, with Andy. And um, I'll happily request the, accept that. You can also shoot me an email. My email is Stephanie, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E dot Scheller, S-C-H-E-L-L-E-R. 2000 at gmail.com. That's my personal email, so I'll be able to get back to you a lot quicker. Again, that's stephanie.scheller2000 at gmail.com. You're welcome to reach out to me. And um, anyone who is interested, I'd be more than happy to schedule a, a short, free strategy session with you to see if there's some way I can help you out. Awesome. Again, Stephanie, I just want to thank you for the time and all the information you provided to my audience. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm really glad you had me on, Andy. It was great to talk with you. Thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business building video series.